0: Hello everyone, this is Unlocking Greatness Podcast with Zendra Glass. Feel free to call me Z. This is going to be a short podcast. I want to call it Don't Pray Away Your Blessing. Don't pray away your blessing. I don't have anything written down. This has come to me so strong, uh, probably because I'm always going through something and I'm reflecting. Don't pray away your blessing. Sometimes the very problems that we have in our lives the very problems that we've been begging God to take away sometimes I'm not saying in every case, but I strongly believe at least a testimony for my life. Sometimes the very things is you're sitting there and you're begging God to take away and you don't want to deal with this in your life anymore. Could be the very thing that's needed for you to grow and get to the next level. Marinate on that for just a moment. And I know it doesn't feel like it when you're in the middle of it. I already know that because God knows I have prayed so hard about some situations in my life. It's only in a moment of reflection. When I look back over some of the long suffering I've gone through, over some of the suffering that I've been through in my life, especially in the heat of those moments when I was begging God to take this situation away and change this situation, I'm so glad that he just stood by my side and watched me grow through it. I wouldn't be the woman I am right now if I didn't know how to persevere through some things. Now, I'm not talking about extreme situations. If you're in a situation where you're being abused or, you know, some heavy situations where you really do need to get some help and get out of a unique situation. I'm talking kind of life in general, you know, kind of, you know, uh, you know, situations that I, I would think the vast majority of us can relate to just problems and issues that we're just tired of dealing with. In some cases, some relationships we're tired of dealing with because things are unchanged. That's how I learned to sit still. That's how I learned to watch and see him pull me through and deliver me. That's how I learned to watch and see how he turns situations around. It wasn't when I was cursing everybody out. So you guys like me now. But you don't know me back then when I had a mouth on me and I could really tell you a thing or two. Because in my opinion and in my mind, you know, you come for me, I'm going to come for you. You make me feel bad. You know, you're not showing me any love. Or you're going to talk about me to somebody else. And you supposed to be a friend or what have you. Or, or, or you're going to treat me this way. Or you're going to give this person this promotion and not me. Whatever the case may be, I had something to say. No matter what the problems were, I had something to say because I needed to defend myself. But I got to a point where I got tired of cursing people out and going off. <laughs> uh, I even and I'm, no, I'm not boasting and bragging about this, but you guys really need to know me. I just remember one time I was literally in church and went off on somebody many, many, many years ago. Thank you, God. But I just remember that. I just remember being out of control at points when, when I felt the pressure was just too high. I remember, and to some degree, because there's some things you guys still don't know about me, there's still long suffering and some things that I'm enduring right now. If you all only knew, and I've said this before, if you knew some of the other things that I deal with, some things I can't talk about because I have to protect the privacy of my family, but you would be, you would literally say, Z, you've got to be kidding me. How is that possible? But let me tell you something. I don't think that I could have matured any other way. Now, God is God. He can do whatever he wants, but I don't think I could have matured any other way. I had to learn the value of being in situations where I felt uncomfortable. And now, if I can be honest with you guys, being in some situations where I felt unloved. Being in some situations where there was no reciprocity. Being in situations where I know this group of people or this person talked about me. Now, we ain't best friends no more. I don't hang with you no more. Don't get me wrong on that. But I had to learn to endure some very, very, very tough situations. We won't even get into the health stuff because you guys know so much about my son and what we've gone through and all that. I won't even get in that. I'm just going to leave that park someplace. I'm just talking life in general. Life in general. Seems like every week or every other day there's something going on that can very easily take me down that pathway. That's why I love that story. We've talked about Elijah, uh, Elisha with an S so much. Remember, we've talked about that story. Um, It's in the book of is it first Kings or second Kings? I should have had my Bible open to turn to it Uh, when the king of Aaron was coming against him. And remember, his servant got really afraid. Remember, we talked about that. And his servant, you know, was was like, what are we going to do? They're surrounding us. And what did Elijah pray for? Y'all gonna make me turn to this real quick. And I wasn't even trying to see then first Kings or second Kings. So give me just a moment. I think it's Second Kings six, if I remember correctly. But what did he pray for? He prayed for God to open his servant's eyes, so that his servant may see uh, what was really going on. It's Second Kings chapter. Oh, I'm right. Second Kings chapter six. And Elijah prayed, "O oh Lord, open his eyes, so that he may see." Then the Lord opened the servant's eyes, and he looked and saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elijah. As the enemy came down toward them, Elijah prayed to the Lord, strike these people with blindness. So he struck them with blindness as Elijah had asked. Just a little backdrop to that story, and I wasn't even planning on turning there. Um, that king was upset because he's like, you know, you know uh, how, how is it that you know the very things that uh, I- I'm trying to do? Uh, Because he was trying to go into war and do some things. And Elijah, because God spoke to him, you know, kept uh, basically keeping that plan from happening. I'm trying to give you the shortest version because I really wasn't planning on going into this whole story. But the point is, is that they were coming down to take him out. And his servant came to the door. And when his servant came to the door, imagine there was an entire camp, an entire army around them ready to take him out. And Elijah was cool, but his servant wasn't. Because his servant was seeing with the physical eyes, as many of us do, as I do many times. I have to catch myself, seeing with the physical eyes. In the physical, I'm surrounded by this problem. What the heck's going on? I want to deal with this problem. Lord, take this away. That's what his servant wanted. Take this problem away. And Elijah was so bad, he didn't pray the problem got, was taken away. He just prayed, God, will you please open his eyes so he can see what I see? Can you please open her eyes who's sitting there crying, feeling fearful, feeling, feeling afraid, feeling like she don't believe in herself or, or whatever, or feeling unloved or feeling misunderstood or feeling lonely because these people are treating her this way or they, they, they're talking about her or her own, you know, uh, um, uh, husband or, or whoever she's put in her life is, is not showing her the kindness or the love and she's sitting there feeling down. And I, can you please open her eyes and show her that around her is the army of God? And I got all kind of power in in her. And I have all kind of giftings inside of her that I'm pulling out of her right now. And that this little moment she's going through right now, even though it's tough and it's a season she's going through, this moment right now is what's about to propel her to the next level. Can you open her eyes and show her that? Can you open his eyes and show him that this job that he's he's tripping about because somebody else got a promotion over him? Can you open his eyes and show him he's not going to even be there in the next three months? Because that ideal I gave him a while ago, I'm about to manifest and make that happen. Can you open her eyes and help her to see this family she grew up in that's causing her all of this mess, all of this mess that she's been through and the way that her own family is treating her? Can you open her eyes and show her that I'm about to make a pivot in her life? That she, she, she's about to start this organization because of what she's been through. She's about to impact the lives of tens of thousands of other kids and help them live a better life. Or she's about to write a book about this situation that's going to change the world. Or I'm about to pull her out of that situation and turn this into a Joseph story. Remember we talked about Joseph, how his brothers sold him into slavery and how they treated him? We've talked about Joseph so much. You know that story in and out. His family did him wrong sold into slavery, then Potiphar's wife wanted him, then he went to jail, then he helped the cupbearer, the cupbearer forgot about him Wasn't until two years later when they even needed him all of that mess happened to that poor man for what? So that he can become second in command and when that famine happened all those years, guess who had the money and the supplies to take care of everybody including his brothers who sold him into slavery, it was Joseph Can, can you open his eyes and show him that while he's in a cistern where his brothers have sold him, can you open his eyes and show him that he's going to be second in command in the next couple years. Can you open her eyes and show her uh, that little company she started that she is just so down and out about because she feels like I've been trying and trying and trying, and I've never been able to get off the ground. Maybe I should just give up. I know my product is good. I know my service is good, but where are the customer. Can you just open her eyes and just show her that in the next 12 months from now, where she's going to be, that somebody's going to blow her up on social media by just mentioning her name. Or this situation's going to happen. I'm going to introduce her to this person or I'm going to give her the idea that she's looking for in the next couple of weeks. And the business model she thought was that she had in mind, actually, I'm tweaking it for her and I needed her to go through this so she can understand perseverance. You guys get the point. I'm just throwing out some examples I'm making up. That's how God works. That's the truth that I stand on. And God knows my life is a living example. There had been moments where I thought I didn't have nobody been through so much go back and listen to that video about my testimony there's times when I sat in my office I remember one time when I had to start life all over again just about you guys can go back and listen to some old videos sat in an office unit by myself on the floor not a desk not nothing nobody that I felt I can turn to And, Lord, when I look back on it, I just see, oh, my gosh, I thank you for that. Thank you, God, for showing me that there's sometimes I can be by myself and I can make it. Sometimes it just needs to be you and God, just you and God. And you feeling punished. You feeling down, you feeling discouraged, you feeling like, because I know I've been there, you feeling like, Lord, what did I do? I'm trying to make it. I'm trying to do what's right. What's going on in my life? All these problems, all these issues, Lord, take this away. And God is showing you, no, 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 no. It's just going to be me and you right now. I want to show you when you've got nothing, what I'm able to build and do. So when you get to where I'm taking you, your butt won't be prideful and arrogant and you won't think you got there by yourself. Now you know. You already know I'm thinking of the story of Gideon. You guys already know that. I'm not gonna even turn to Gideon because we don't talked about him so much. You should know that story inside and out. When he had all of those soldiers, was it about thirty-three thousand or so? 32 Thirty-two, thirty-three thousand. You guys remember? And God had to take that army down from thirty-some thousand down to three hundred men. Remember we talked about that? Like, what is the point, God? Why would you even do that? Why not just let him win with the thirty-some thousand? And what did the Bible say? He needed them to know when they got to that victory that it was only by the grace of God that they was able to make it through. So don't be praying away your problems. Don't be praying away your blessings, I guess I should say, because sometimes I'm not saying in every case. Sometimes the very problems that we're trying to pray away is our greatest blessing. Sometimes God has you in those moments because he needs to get your character developed. He needs to develop you. God could not have in any way possible blessed me to the level that he's blessed me now. And I'm not saying I'm all that in a bag of chips because God knows I still have bills. I still have problems and issues. But I would be lying if I say my situation hasn't tremendously changed around. There's just no way he could have done it, let's say, 20 years ago. Absolutely not. I wasn't ready. I'd be the first to say it. I wasn't ready. First of all, I would have cut just about everybody out of my life. Let me just be real. I would have absolutely gone off on a few people and showed them, see, you see what I did. I I absolutely would have had my little, my little, uh, had my little neck turn, period. I don't think I was ready in so many other ways. When you guys read my book, I've been working on it for a while. My God, I'm praying, I'm praying, I'm praying to get these last couple chapters done. Uh, You'll see some of the things I was dealing with at the time. Some things I haven't even talked about on camera. I wasn't ready. I thought I was, could not have told me I wasn't. I wasn't ready. God had to humble me and get to get me to the points where he knows he can trust me now I can trust you now your arrogance won't get in the way now you may not see it right now because I didn't see it at the time it's only in hindsight now that pride won't get in the way because I don't took you low enough now now you won't feel like you got to have a whole crowd by you in order to make a move. Because I'm going to tell you something, when you start climbing and getting to these new levels that God's taken you to, all of this mess you're going through right now, these problems and things you're dealing with that you feel like is just kind of worthless, like why, do, why am I dealing with this? Trust me when I say, you're going to be able to look back on those moments and you're going to say, oh my goodness, God, now I see why. I've gone through some major storms, even with my company, some ups and downs with the markets and everything going on. But even in the downs, I say to myself. I remember when it was just me and God <laughs> I remember when I have a dime in my name and if I got to go back to that level again and build up again God me and you will do it but you can't do that if you ain't been through it you you can't persevere through relationships if you ain't never had difficult times you can't get rid of the snakes and stuff in your life if God don't allow you to experience. And this is in my personal opinion, the pain and whatever you got to go through of being betrayed, of realizing that not everybody you think's in your corner actually is in your corner. Sometimes it can it can be relatives. So how explain to me, how can you grow and get ready for the levels he's taking you to if you don't want to go through nothing now? How, how can we persevere in our character and just in who we are as people to help others or to sustain where he's taken us if we if we have no spiritual muscles. Spiritual muscles, maybe that's what I should have called this if we have no spiritual muscles. So sometimes I believe we really make the mistake of praying away our very blessings Because in the moments when I went through so much mess, and God knows there's been a lot of that, you could not have told me that I would not have wanted God to take that problem away, get me out of this situation. In every case, in the moment, that's what I was feeling or feeling, to be honest, that God wasn't there, didn't hear my prayer, or I wasn't good enough for him to hear me. Now, if you're tempted to feel that, you go back and listen to that podcast called God Uses Messed Up People, because I went through the Bible and talked about a number of people in the Bible who did some jacked up stuff, and God used them. In fact, he specializes in using messed up people like us. So if you're tempted with that lie, you go back and listen to that one. But the point I'm getting to is this. Sometimes we can make the mistake of praying away our blessings. We don't want to sit in this no longer. This hurts. I don't, I don't like the way that this, this person is with me. And I'm not saying he to stay in an abusive relationship. I want to make that clear. I'm giving general examples, but I I, I don't like this kind of prayer. I I, I don't like how this person at, at the office barely be speaking to me and don't say, have nothing to say to me. And God's trying to teach you how to just stand with, with good character and how, and how to let him def- uh, defend you. Don't pray away your blessings. You better pray that God opens your eyes like Elijah did. Go back and read that story. Elijah did not pray, Lord, I want you to just, you know, take them all out. He did not do that. He prayed, open my servant's eyes. That's why I love that passage so much so that he may see. And when his servant's eyes was open, he saw around the problem that was in front of him the army and the power of God just imagine and this is my prayer that if our me included that our spiritual eyes can be open at all times so that when all of this adversity and things come up against us can you imagine if we knew what God was doing how we would feel when we're going through the very things we're going through right now like when I was when I when I was going through one of the darkest moments of my life and I'm not proud about causing a scene in church a very long time ago because I was just so hot and so upset about a situation. I won't go into it because it's very private. And and in fact, the people involved may be listening to the podcast. I won't go into it. But when I was going through that extremely difficult time, when I felt like even some of my closest friends at that time um, were betraying me and there was things going on that really hurt me in some very, very close relationships. And it was pretty deep. I'm just trying to save you the, the details. You could not have told me at that time that God was shaping me and molding me and and, and showing me that see you, you can't you can't trust everybody being in your inner circle that everybody's got your good in mind. He had to do some things to expose some things to me because I was so naive I didn't know I thought if I love you you love me we looking out for each other we don't we don't betray or hurt each other and God was showing me for this next level that I'm taking you to some of these snakes you can't take them with you. They got to drop off. I know right now you're hurting and you can't believe this person said this or did this or is treating you this way. But I'm I'm teaching you to depend on me that I got you. I'm going to take you to the next level. I can have your name mentioned in meetings you don't even know about. But I got to make sure you're ready for that next level. You don't even know some of these snakes that are attached to you. I got to detach them. Remember I did that podcast on elevation comes with a price tag and that price tag is called detachment. That's a good one to go back and listen to. I think it's called go higher. That's a really good one to listen to. So anyway. I'm not going to keep going. I always say I'm not going to do a long podcast, and I'm talking a lot longer than I thought. And and to be honest with you, the passage I had out to read, I didn't even get to what I had out to read, was Matthew, I think it's chapter 6, is it? Matthew six twenty five through 33 or 34. Remember I talked about that passage before? That's my mom's favorite passage. It's called Do Not Worry. Uh, I'm just going to read it, and then I'm going to close out. And I would highly advise that you... Commit this passage to memory, if you can, because uh, I have, um, and 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 it has carried me through so many things. But this is just called Do Not Worry. And the reason I love this passage is because it gives me, it centers me into remembering no matter what I go through in life, God is aware. I don't need to worry about these things. Things are going to happen in life, but God's got me. So I just want to read it through really quickly, and then I'm going to just close out. It says, therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you'll eat or drink or about your body, what you'll wear. It says, is not your body more important? Um, um, It's hard for me when I read it looking down. I want to just recite it without looking. It says, therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more important than food and the body more important than clothes? Look at the birds of the air, for they do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Who of you by worrying can add a single hour to his life? And then he goes on to talk about it. Why do you worry about clothes? He said, he goes on to say, see how the lilies of the field grow? He says, they do not labor or spend. But yet I tell you, not even Solomon and all of his wisdom was dressed like one of these. Not even Solomon and all of his splendor. I'm sorry, was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow thrown into the fire. Will he not much more clothe you? Oh, you of little faith. And then he goes on to say, so do not worry about what shall we eat or what should we drink or what should we wear? The pagans run after these things. Your heavenly father knows that you need them. He says, but, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. And I love the ending. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. I'm going to close out with that. I love you all. I pray that this has helped you. I know we all have a lot of issues and things going on right now. I know we do, and I know it's uncomfortable, but don't mess around and pray away your blessings. Sometimes you're you're rooted in that deep rich soil and your roots are running deep because God is going to sprout you up and you gotta be strong. I, I can't stress this enough. If there's anything in you that wants to grow, anything in you that wants to prosper, if there's anything in you that wants better, I am telling you, you have to be strong. You have to be able to maintain, you have to be wise. And the only way that you can get there is going through a little mess, at least in my opinion. The only way. I don't know anyone that did great things in life or even in the Bible. Anyone that did anything great that didn't go through a lot of issues. I don't. So be careful what you're praying about. Don't pray away your blessings. Let's change our prayer a little bit to say, God, open my eyes. Open my eyes, God. Show me what I need to see. Okay. I love you. I pray that you are encouraged. This is Z with Unlocking Greatness Podcast. Bye-bye.